This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Well, hello, Kinsey, Pastor Brandon. I'm glad you're here in the studio with me. Uh, You don't look like the other guy. No, I have hair. Yes, you have hair. Um, Even though, like, I have a, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but... More a than, lot more than the other guy. More than the spiritual formation pastor. Who, yes. who What is your title? What do you do at, at Radiant Life? I am currently the community and next steps pastor at Radiant Life Church. Now, you said currently, meaning there's some flex there, like something might change. Are, are you... Uh, um, potentially in the future. Hmm. Um, there could be some things coming. Neato. Neato. <laughs> well, Josh isn't here, so I have no idea what episode this is. I think it's I say, 36, no, maybe. Normally, you do kind of like this uh, intro thing. Yeah, I think it's 36. I'm pretty sure it's 36. But They can yeah. uh, edit that on the video, right, for the, Haley the YouTubes? Haley generally just lets it roll. She just okay. goes for it. Unless we say something like really dumb and we tell her, uh, could you please change that? Um <laughs> So, yeah, you She's guys don't know, viewers and listeners, usually the podcasts are about three to four hours. We say so much dumb stuff that she edits it down to about, <laughs> no, that's not true. No, she, she, she does a, a great job. Uh, but to start, yeah. we, we have to talk about there our coffee. There is tradition okay? here. Tradition. That's yeah, good. this is my first sip. All right. Okay. I have, this is the last of this bag. So Chad Bennett, our tech director, and I went down to the Southern Baptist Convention, as some of you know, viewers, listeners, and we basically did a a third wave coffee crawl. So like we went like- You're not crawling on a coffee. N- no. You'd be no. running, right? I mean, <laughs> normally they call it a bar crawl, but- Yeah, I knew, yeah. I knew what you meant. Yeah. I was just thinking with the coffee. We, I mean, from Nashville to Birmingham to Louisville to New Orleans, we, we okay. stopped everywhere and we stopped at Crema okay. in Nashville, which that's where this coffee okay. is from. I'll just give you some, some information about it. Kinsey has pretty refined taste buds, oh, so no. I won't be surprised if he doesn't get some of this. This is uh, Geeko Hill. This is from the- Gakenki District, the Northern Province. Uh, this was from the Muzo Washing Station. The producer is fifteen small small holders. It's the red bourbon varietal of coffee variety of coffee, and it was grown at nineteen hundred to twenty one hundred meters altitude. And the process at that Muzo Muzo Washing Station was fully washed and dried on raised beds. So. What are you tasting? I believe, yeah, this coffee is from Rwanda. Oh. It's from Rwanda. Interesting. Um, it's not, I don't know, I'm getting. One of the notes is prominent to me, having read it. Well. And we, Josh and I try to decide if that's semantic, but. Um, I, I think it is. I think it, because I feel like when head. you say it. and oh, I when I, it. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, I feel like. Um, There's three. So I'm getting like there's just a, a little tart to okay. it, okay. And I'm trying to figure out like a type of berry, okay. Um, but almost like um, a very light brown sugary flavor. Okay. So there's like there is a little bit of sweetness to it. Okay. Um, that's about all I got. <laughs> okay. 
Was so, I close on any of that? Uh, well, I mean, fruit really. is fruit is always a good guess. Yeah. Uh, but the tasting notes for the Gecko Hill, Gecko <laughs> Gecko Hill, yeah, from Rwanda, is plums. So I don't eat plums, so I would never guess that. Sparkling citrus, which is the the tartness that you probably okay. And here's the one I think that go ahead and taste a drink, uh, another drink of that, and tell me if you don't taste black tea. Uh, I'm not getting black tea. See, I get okay having read it and then I drink. I'm like, okay, okay. I taste the black. But tea. I don't like plums. Yeah. I don't eat them, and I don't do black tea. There. Oh, that's a nice focus. There, it's back. So yeah, we changed the settings and the it's camera. It's very good. So. It's very. Yeah. It's uh, clean. It is good. Like it doesn't leave um, like a residue or anything in your no, mouth. No, no. Like it finishes really nice. Yeah. So that yeah, that's good. Yep, this was the last of of that one from Rwanda. I picked that one because I don't drink a lot of coffees from Rwanda. I I, I think I don't I've, recall that I have. I've yeah. had some before, but yeah. I've, this was like so interesting. I was like, I got to buy a bag of that. So we bought you, all kinds of coffee. When you guys were in New Orleans, did you stop at Cafe Du Monte? We did not. We went to Mammoth, and I think we went to one other one. So. I've been to New Orleans twice and Cafe Du Monte. It, it's kind of a touristy spot. It's okay. an old French cafe. Okay. And um, the coffee is actually really not that good, but they have like these pastries. The beignets? Yeah. Like they put like a half a pound of powdered sugar on it. Like yeah. it's just everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so when that mixes in the coffee, then it's really good coffee. So it's crazy that you're saying this <laughs> because somebody else said the exact same thing when we were down there. At Cafe Du Monte, they didn't say the, they yeah. just said there's this fa this famous cafe. That oh, the coffee yeah. isn't very good, but when you have a beignet with it, <laughs> it makes <laughs> it, totally it better. Is. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Uh, now, I still have my coffee mug from the first time I went. We so. uh, okay. Let me ask you another question. It's totally off topic to to the topic of New Orleans. When you were there, I know you were there for during Katrina, which mm -hmm. was, was a ton of uh, trauma and yeah. a lot of loss and terrible stuff. But what did you sense about the city itself both times you you went? Because Chad and I, like, our skin was crawling. We couldn't wait to get away from it. It was very, we, there's such mm. a darkness and a heaviness. Uh, I didn't experience that. I mean, we did um, work with some homeless people. Um, so we were definitely in some darker areas. Um, but, like, the because we were doing kind of like construction projects, rebuilding right. some of the homes. So right. when we interacted with, like, the homeowners and stuff who had, at that point had been living in, squalor um, trailers oh, okay um like that people go camping in they've been living in it daily for right. like over a year at that right. point um they have such a love for the community like they don't because i i was just dumbfounded by the whole thing because you got um what's that big lake what watch a tachi yeah some, that's the one that over over that's yes. the what actually caused the flood right right and Cause so because in my mind i'm thinking with my logic is well, why would you want to live somewhere below sea level? Below sea level that could be <laughs> flooded and like, but it's just yeah. like they didn't know anything else. Like this yeah. is like they would talk about generations mm -hmm. of their family living there. So a lot of tribalism. I, I sense yeah. it's, it's a people were super super um, committed. Yes, to the community. Yeah, to the city. Didn't really talk about like Mardi Gras or anything yeah. or like um, yeah. what's that fame? Is it Bourbon Street or yes. something? Bourbon like, Street. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah. I did get a tattoo when I was down there. Sweet. Didn't you get one with Johnny Davis? I did get one with Johnny, Johnny Davis. Johnny got one too. Yeah, we got him at the same time. That's cool. Yeah. Shout out to Johnny Davis. Yeah, I like Good that dude. guy. Yes, he's one, one of the best dudes I know. Um, but the reason you're here with us this morning for Radiant Reflections, I wish that you could come more often and maybe we, we'll try to get it more in the rotation. And Ryan too. Ryan came a few weeks ago, but Josh and I usually do this podcast together. Yeah. Uh, but Josh is enjoying some vacation time. Uh, yeah. He is up north at, um, is it his his parents or her parents' property? I think his. Yeah. And they have, a, I think they have some land. And yeah. so all the children are up there and Josh is getting some much needed R&R. Yeah. So Josh and Nicole praying a blessing on you guys and just some, some respite uh yeah some time off so and it worked perfectly because josh and i were sitting here right in this space last week wondering what we were going to do and i had a person in my mind that i was going to bring on as a guest i'm like wait a minute kinsey's teaching he should be on <laughs> so uh, i reached out to kinsey and asked yeah. him to come and and just talk over the message so i think we kind of maybe we need to go back a little bit <laughs> and why don't you unpack some of what gave you the inspiration for this week's message before we get into Mark chapter five? Um, are we talking about the challenges that I uh, face this well, week? Yeah. Your preparation for the message, your thoughts on the text, like what, yeah. what were the things that were informing what you brought mm -hmm. yesterday? And then we'll get into the specifics. I've got, I've got quite a few notes, some things I want to ask you. Cool. Yeah. I mean, Normally, when I mean, because we've planned out, you know, being part of the teaching team, we, mm -hmm. we've planned out who does what. And normally, um, I try to get out as far in advance as I can mm -hmm. in preparation. Um, it just, for the life of me, did not work. I mean, I've I've known for several weeks that I was going to be in Mark 5, but, like, I was just having such a hard time even focusing. But then um, this last week, um, my daughter... Um, going into the ER, um, seeing her unconscious, like I, which I shared all in the message. Um, and so it just throws you off. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, having a vehicle breakdown um, at nighttime and in a different city and having to get towed and stay in the night. And like, mm -hmm. it just, it has just thrown my, I guess what you would call normal, rhythms off for what I would say message prep. And then at the same time, like I just had peace about it. Mm -hmm. um, I knew that the Lord was um, going to show up and he's just so gracious. And so I think what he's teaching me, even in hindsight, look like reflecting back on yesterday, uh, I think what he is teaching me is just a whole nother level of reliance mm. on him and mm -hmm. his spirit not to be like arrogant or flippant or lazy or anything like that right. but like just a whole new fresh reliance on him so yeah um so i'm in that journey trying to figure out what that was but yeah it was a very challenging week and there's been other things that are in my life that's just what happened last week um, so it's kind of been this big mm -hmm. snowball of things in life that have been extremely challenging. When I say all that, like, it's not a doom and gloom. Like, mm -hmm. God is still good. Like, mm -hmm. I love him like crazy. Um, I love our church. I'm so thankful to be a part of our church family and mm -hmm. the way they've loved on me. So, yeah. 
Well, maybe maybe to back up even more, like when you come to teach, just let's let's uh, give us a BTS and behind the scenes here. Okay. Uh, what do you use? What does a normal week look like for you in preparation for a message? Like, how do you actually do that? People uh, are curious. I know they are. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of depends. So, like with this particular teaching series, it's a little easier because. We're going through the the Gospel of Mark, so it's like, hey, you have this chapter, and so um, mm -hmm. where like with a topic, that's <laughs> a lot harder. Yeah, um, that that requires a lot more focus um, because it's not the, like just the Bible's not written that way, mm -hmm. and so you just have to to sit in it, marinate in it, try to draw things out of it as the spirit raises things to the surface sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, message prep would be um, if it's topical to sit in on that topic. And then for me, like I, I love using Logos Bible software mm -hmm. and I just kind of dive in that. And what's cool about that is I have like over 2000 books in that and I can search specific things through all of those different resources mm -hmm. so i'm just taking all of that in and then saying oh that's really good oh that's really good oh i really needed to hear that for just mm -hmm. me personally and i kind of put those all in a bucket in a bin sort of thing sure. um and then uh you know it's it's reading the scripture rereading it i try to read it in multiple translations see what stands out between the different translations i'll kind of hone in on all that stuff but a lot of it is really just prayer and meditation mm. um, and just sitting in it and kind of like a crock pot, just kind of marinating it, cooking it real slow sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and trying to just be in tune with Holy Spirit and see what kind of rises to the surface. And then those are the things that I begin to, you know, put into my slides uh, are those things that kind of rises to the surface. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of prayer meditation that sits in that, which, that, you know, you got to carve out space to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, which is really challenging. And then typically um, I will go in, if assuming that I'm preaching on a Sunday, typically what I'll do is um, I'll, I'll like, I'll have my slides in on a Thursday and then that's it. I just, put it on the back burner. I don't mm -hmm. even think about it. I try to shut my brain off, but then Saturday nights, um, I'll typically come into the worship center and I'll pray over the room. Um, I crank up some worship really loud. I'm surprised I haven't blown the speakers out. Ooh, and, that'd uh, be an expensive mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Our new system. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it's great. I love it. Um, but like, I just kind of have my own little worship service Yeah. and, uh, I'll go through the message okay. and, um, so go through your slides and you're yeah. thinking about transitions and yeah. the main points and yeah. So like I, I literally will preach it to the empty chairs. A rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. And I will think about my transitions as I'm, it, when I say transitions, what I mean is, um, when I'm moving from one thought to another, or if I'm moving from one scripture to mm -hmm. maybe another scripture that supports that. How do you segue that? Like, I just, I want to use language mm -hmm. that helps move people in their minds um, and not just kind of be herky jerky. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's normally what I do. And uh, I would say clearly this week, um, <laughs> that did not happen at all. And I would argue that first service was a little clunky, uh, but the Lord, he totally showed up. Yeah. And multiple people came up to me and it wasn't even about the same part of the message yeah. about how the Lord used it. 
um, which to me I receive as confirmation that Holy Spirit spoke to them. It mm -hmm. wasn't me. Mm -hmm. It was totally Holy Spirit yeah. speaking to them. So I feel like probably the second service, I felt like from my perspective was a little smoother. Um, and maybe for the folks that watch the recording or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, that rhythm was complete. I didn't even put my slides into the computer until Sunday morning <laughs> while you guys were warming up the worship team. The band, yeah. I never do that. No, no, no. Um, uh, normally that would cause me a great deal of anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it is I just want to be a good steward of it. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to be a good steward because God, I, I, I'm fully convicted that I will be held at a different standard by bringing his word. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I just, I want to steward that well. I don't mm -hmm. want to just be flippant or arrogant about that so yeah you can help me remember it's uh i believe it's dallas willard uh, dallas willard says grace is not opposed to effort yeah. but it is opposed to earning uh-huh so yeah. you know we can't use grace as this this sort of blanket statement to not put effort in and yeah. you do you and josh and and ryan i know you put a tremendous amount of effort i want to say to you and i wanted to keep this for this what i'm going to share with you uh for the cameras and for the recording, I was in numerous different conversations where the people that I heard that were giving feedback about the message observed you just different. Hmm. There was more peace. There was more. Um, it sometimes I think when 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 such a magnificent thing is created and all these slides and the transitions and oh, all sure, yeah. of the presentation yeah. you can sort of you could sometimes tell that as a as a not a consumer but sort of as a person saying. watching or listening you could see that sort of happening mm -hmm. versus yesterday everything seemed in the moment and organic and you said mm. that at the beginning of first service you said you know I'm here. This is what happened this week. Uh, I'm asking, I'm, I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit's going to show up. And he did. Yeah. Uh, so I could sense that. And um, not that you should do that every week, but I, I don't know. I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was my attempt. And um, I think I said this first service. I don't believe I said it second service, <clears throat> but this was my attempt at bringing my fish and loaves. Mm. which um, Dallas Jenkins, the writer, director of The Chosen mm -hmm. um, series, that that's his philosophy is, I'm just trying to bring the loaves and the fish. Mm -hmm. And I felt like this was my meager attempt at something is to bring my loaves and fish. Um, and I think the Lord multiplied it. Mm. Nothing to do with me mm -hmm. at all. Um, mm -hmm. But the Lord clearly used it. Um, and at least a handful of people that I interacted with in – so even some of the the messages that people sent me and stuff. So cool. Yeah. Well, let's jump right into the text, uh, uh, Brandon. We were in Matthew chapter five or Matthew Mark chapter five. Um, and again, guys, I just want to say again, if you're yeah, these are viewers sweet. or listeners, uh, this came out of actually one of Kinsey's small groups and a, a gentleman by the name of Bob Van Hei. Yeah, Van Bob Heis. Van Heis. Yeah. Um, I have to cover Focus. my face in order for it to work right. There it goes. Yeah. CSB scripture notebooks. This is for the gospel of Mark. And they're just really, uh, 
you can see one side has scripture one side has a place for notes yeah. for every chapter fantastic it's so cool i bought the entire bible and you can get the entire <laughs> bible on amazon well what i really want is i want um, you get in your 40s and you start thinking about dying right you just you really do uh yeah, let, let's let's bring a dark cloud into the podcast. You do. You start thinking about dying, and I'm like, you know uh -huh. what? I want to have gone through the entire scriptures with just my silly notes and thoughts, and I want to leave this for my family, Come for on. my kids. Yep. You know, I want them to have. Wow, these are Dad's thoughts, meager thoughts from Genesis to Revelation. Yeah. So the so, Bible that I taught out of was my personal daily driver. Okay, um, which I have my notes. And it's a, it's a CSB journaling Bible. So it's a single mar column, yeah. and it has these super wide margins in it, and I write my notes in that. And that's my exact mindset is uh, I want to go through that several times and leave those mm -hmm. Bibles for my kids. Yeah. So I have I that same that. Bible. I have the exact same Bible. I, uh, Ryan got it. I had a different CSB Bible. He liked mine better and i wanted one that had the wide margins yeah. for notes as we just traded neither oh, of us had used trade. them they were brand new like nice. still in the box and so we just <laughs> traded it worked out That's really awesome. well uh but yeah okay so mark chapter five this is a it's a really uh interesting story so this is the story of the demoniac um yeah. i like the truth that you bought brought possibly uh named legion but probably not named legion yeah um but what are some things that really, as you were going through this text that stood out to you, I have some things that stood out to me as, as you were teaching that just kind of popped out of the text, but I'd like to hear maybe some things that you weren't even didn't have time to share in the message, but just from your understanding of Mark chapter five. I think more, it, I just can relate to the guy of him staying in his hometown Mm -hmm. I, I I mean I can't help but not to think that the area knew this guy. They they like he had a reputation, right? Um, well, they tried to bind him, right? Like we're <laughs> like I mean he's so crazy. Yeah, they tried to bind him. They yeah. you know and it just and he was just so tormented. I mean, mm -hmm. there's even the detail about him cutting himself, like that whole self harm thing. Yeah, and like I mean. I had self-harm, not of cutting. I know that that's a, a thing for some people. That's not an issue that I've had, but I've had other self-harm mm -hmm. um, that I've I've done to myself. And so, like, I could just relate to that of I know that I had a reputation in our community, mm. and um, I would have that self-harm. I, I, I just know that people, when they would hear the word Kinsey, um, they wouldn't think anything positive mm -hmm. about that. And mm -hmm. so... I could relate to that, but then you have this crazy encounter with Jesus, which I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. um, I've shared this when I've shared my testimony of that moment where I prayed and asked Jesus um, to just be the Lord and Savior of my life. I've described it where physically um, I, I felt this weight off of my shoulders. Yes. And there was that song um, that talks about my chains are gone. Mm -hmm. Um, is that like a Chris Tomlin song or something? It was real famous okay. uh, back in the early 2000s. Okay. Um, anyways, I felt like I had those chains gone. Mm -hmm. This guy was chained. Like Literally. I just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I, I could just, I so relate to that. And then like, I can't be quiet about Jesus now. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like this guy could either. And I think 
um, not anything to do with me, but like the Lord has used that to draw people closer to him. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lord did the same thing with this guy that it wasn't about the guy, but the Lord used him to draw people towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I alluded to this later on that it's highly probable that in chapter eight, the feeding of the 4,000, I would suggest that it was because of the this guy. Wow. So yeah. when you start looking at the geographical context um, and the different locations that are mentioned between chapter five and chapter mm-hmm. eight, mm-hmm. Um, it, it, like Jesus comes back to this area and they clearly wanted him to leave. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden they, like they, they welcomed him. So at the very end of chapter seven, they brought someone to him um, for healing. And so, well, they mm-hmm. were pushing him away before. That's something I didn't really hound in. I mentioned uh, chapter seven, verse 31. I was just referencing the location, but the mm-hmm. remainder of chapter seven is about this healing mm-hmm. that Jesus did in the Decapolis, yeah. in this region. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So what, what changed in people's hearts and minds that all of a sudden they want Jesus to be there. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Those are a few of my thoughts when it comes to this story and yeah. just the way I connect with it and relate to it. Well, the the topic itself, um, demonization, uh, unclean spirits, this is a topic for me that I'm just like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to, I don't watch horror movies. I yeah. never, I mean, I, I have watched them, but it's not something like I would be into um, but some of the things that really stood out to me, and, and I think some Christians think, and Hollywood has given us this perspective, you know, that uh, demons are these little red, you know, creatures on our shoulders with a pitchfork. But yeah. the truth about demons is that they they do have power. Yeah. And when you consider the power of demons and like what happens in the wake of demonic activity it's always a wake of destruction. I mean, you, you oh, yeah. mentioned it in verse five, yeah. night and day among the tombs and on the mountains. Mm-hmm. This guy was always crying out yeah. and cutting himself with stones. So, you know, demons, demonic uh, activity, a lot of times uh, is, is associated with self harm Mm -hmm. because what's the ultimate aim of of satan what is the first peter says the enemy is this roaring lion roaming the earth seeking he can what does he want to do uh he wants to devour kill and destroy kill and destroy kill and destroy and the whole purpose of the enemy and his minions is to destroy human life before they can receive jesus Mm -hmm. because if a person dies outside of faith we know they're separated for eternity from god so that that really stood out to me but you brought something up he even destroyed the pigs the demon so you were i know they were destroying this man and then when they were going the pigs these Creatures of so God. So they're all about destruction. Yes. You you see that playing mm-hmm. out multiple times in because the story. Because the demons that, uh, uh, for those that didn't hear the message or aren't familiar with this text, this guy's full of demons, and Jesus cast these demons out of this man. Yeah. They go into a, a herd of 2,000 pigs. These pigs, now demonized, run off and leap off the edge, and, and Kinsey showed us this picture of this ledge that they that they leapt off of, and you're not going to survive this. I mean, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they brought death. These demons brought death. Yeah, all about destruction. I mean, I yeah. think of John 10, 10, mm. you know, Jesus says, I, um, he, the, the enemy does want to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come to give life. Mm. 
um, that toy plays out in this story of like the enemy was destroying, mm-hmm. killing everything about this man, including these pigs. Mm-hmm. You know, I absolutely, I totally agree with that. I think it's really important for us too to just as Christians. A lot of times we dabble. I think there's some demonic things out there in in, mm-hmm. in music. There's demonic things in film. Mm-hmm. There's uh, you know there's astrology, not to be confused with astronomy. There's horoscopes. There there are these things where mediums or spirits mm-hmm. are. In uh, in Christians, some Christians are not aware that they are poking and playing with things that have a desire to destroy you, to kill your life. Yeah. And so you want to use discernment um, with what you take in, what you view and what you listen to. Um, but I, one, of the, one of the questions that popped out, and I just want to see what you think. I, I want to know what you say about this. So uh, this, this, de- this demonized guy, Legion, if, if we can use that name, sure. Why didn't Legion want to leave the region he was in? It says that he didn't want to leave. Don't ca- why why did he why did he not want that? Uh I I think I have more questions and answers about this whole story. Mm. Like I yeah, I I have I definitely have more questions. Mm-hmm. The first thought that comes into my mind and I have no idea if this is correct or not. This is just a Brandon Kinsey hunch is maybe possibly in the spiritual realm they've got a really good foothold in this region okay um you know there's there's pagan worship i mean you could argue that these pigs um were used for pagan worship and sacrifice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um in this area quite possibly um so yeah it's under greco and roman um theology and you know the the gods and goddesses yes all the pantheons so i i would say that maybe they had a really good foothold very dark area and all of a sudden you have jesus who is the light beginning to shine light into this dark area Mm -hmm. uh this region this decapolis um and then when these supernatural things happen these miracles that are beginning to happen that's just more light mm-hmm. shining into the darkness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense or if that's super abstract well, thought. It's interesting you say that because Chad and I, you know, we, we were really meditating and thinking on the scripture where, uh, and, and I don't, we don't, I don't think I looked it up, but the story of, of the archangel Michael, mm-hmm. or was it Gabriel? Ah, anyway, He's talking to someone in the scriptures and he said, I intended to be here at blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, but the prince of Persia detained me. Yeah. And so there's an entire theological idea <laughs> there that with, yeah. there are mm-hmm. regionalized powers and principalities. So, yeah. so Chad and I were surmising, okay, we're down in New Orleans and there's mm. this really dark sort of vibe in the space. Mm -hmm. Are there mighty and powerful uh, powers and principalities, unclean spirits of that? I don't know. Listeners, viewers don't take theological, uh, but is that maybe why Decapolis? Yeah. You know, uh, so, so my next question then too is why did the, the formerly demonized man beg Jesus not to leave? Why did he beg Jesus not to leave? Well, then I think he be- wanted to go with him, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I So when I first got saved, 
I don't know that I have a direct answer. I can just mm -hmm. speak from my experience yeah. on this. So when I first got saved, um, because of my reputation mm -hmm. and all of the things that I was dealing with here in our community, um, I totally wanted out. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> Start mean, over. Yeah, I kind of wanted a, a reset mm -hmm. um, would be maybe another way to say it. And it's like the little bit of scriptures that I knew and I was reading, like I was all about like, all right, like I want to go spread the word um, mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, but that just didn't work out um, for me. Like God's kept me here for the most part since I've been saved. We we did go out to Wisconsin for a couple of years and and serve out there and then the lord's used us here and mm -hmm. i mean i love our community but when i first got saved like i i wanted out i wanted away mm. and maybe maybe for this guy um he wanted out too he mm -hmm. all the people that have tried to bind him with chains um you know try to um suppress him all of these things I wonder if he was embarrassed I, yeah you know i wonder if he was just ashamed yeah uh, by the way that you know, because he, we know that demons don't just zap and go into people. People make choices mm. and, and they move towards those unclean. So this guy, he made some choices along the way yeah. to, to invite uncleanness into his life, to where they took control and power of his life. So I wonder if he wasn't just ashamed. He's like, man, I just want to get out of here. Yeah. I, I mean, who wants to be ashamed right. or embarrassed? Some of the um, stuff in our past is so dark. It's oh like, my I don't goodness. even want to like, think about some of those things. Right. Now, through freedom and healing, like I can look back and mm -hmm. I, like it, it's not as embarrassing. I just, I see God's hand and movement yeah. um, in those areas. But at first, you're this new creation, you know, you're a baby, so yeah. to speak. You, you don't have that maturity. So, yeah, I don't know why um, he wanted to go with Jesus, but in my relation to the story, in my story, mm -hmm. that would be my educated guess with why he um, mm -hmm. wanted to go with Jesus. Clearly, he sees something amazing in Jesus. Mm -hmm. He experienced this incredible miracle in his life. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you want to almost attach yourself to that? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of a a word picture for that. Like, I mean, there's something that you like and you want more of it. It's mm -hmm. like it's almost that craving that we have in our human nature. Well, Peter even said that to Jesus. He's, Jesus said, uh, sent them somewhere, and Peter's like, where are we going to go? You, you, you have the words of life. Like, I, we don't want to go anywhere else. Yeah. We, we want to we stay with you. Yeah. Um, in verse 14, uh, I just want to read this one section then ask you another question. It was one of the questions you actually asked. The men who tended them, uh, these the pigs, so these are pig shepherds? I don't, I don't know what you call that. <laughs> uh, herdsmen, maybe? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Are they Ran off and reported it to the town in the countryside, and people went to see what had happened. They came to Jesus and saw the man who had been demon-possessed sitting there dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had, had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs. Then they began to beg him to leave their region. So one of the questions you asked, and I, I really think it's an, it's an important one. We need to camp here maybe a little bit. Can, can people see jesus in your life can they see an evidence 
in your life and why is this important? And, and maybe the, the juxtaposition to that question is, what if, what if you aren't different? Hmm. I, 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 maybe this is what I'm supposed to share, this old story. Um, so shortly after I got saved, I was still struggling with um, partying and stuff. Um, but I just, I, I loved hanging out with my friends. And so it was, it was still like, I was trying to do the church thing, but at the same time, like I wanted to socialize with some of my friends. Sure. And I remember it was like a Friday night. Cause that's what you do. You party on Friday and Saturdays or whatever. And we were at my friend's house and I showed up and one of the friends there who I've grown up with, uh, my entire childhood said, oh, hey, Kinsey's here. We have to watch our JCs and our G, uh, GDs, um, which was like blasphemy, mm -hmm. you know, um, because we would curse and blasphemy the, the Lord's name all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just in our normal language. So I, I think the reason why that story is coming to mind is they knew something was different with me mm. that they would even change how they cursed. Mm -hmm. um, even though like I wasn't getting drunk, but I was still hanging out with them while they were getting drunk. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't suggest that for any of our listeners who might be uh, towing in those waters. But at the same time, like there must've been some sort of evidence mm -hmm. in my life that they, it would affect their speech when they're around me. And so I definitely give credit to the Lord in that. Um, yeah, I, I, I reference the idea of a light and a lamp, which is back in chapter four, you know, and like, if we have this light of Jesus inside of us, do you put a basket over it? Mm -hmm. Like you have this candle right here mm -hmm. and I'm lifting it up to the camera mm -hmm. and I don't know if they can see the, the light, but like, what yep. good does that do if I just... Mm. I cover this up. Like you're, you're mm -hmm. not seeing the light of Christ in my life. Mm. And, and to me, like, I, f I feel like people get fearful. Um, maybe they'll lose their job or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a serious thing. Like, yeah. I don't want to minimize that, but at the same time, like, are we holding back a, a lamp? So mm -hmm. here's an example. Someone came up to me after one of the services, and that was the part that they were convicted of, of giving evidence of God moving in their life. Mm. They experienced a physical healing in their life, and they haven't told anybody about it because they were afraid they were going to jinx it or something, or mm. it wasn't fully real. But wow. they clearly have experienced a wow. physical healing in their life. Um yeah. And they're scared to share it to everybody. So the Lord, the Holy Spirit, used my ramblings, and they have conviction that they need to share this miracle with other people, give evidence of the move of God in their life. Mm. Um, and they, they were tearful. They gave me a hug, and mm -hmm. like it just—it was so genuine. But you could see the wrestling match this person uh, was having, and mm. so I. Like, I don't know. I, I guess my conviction, and maybe this is kind of hard, but I think as followers of Christ, they're like, we have to show evidence of him in our life to the world. 
Yeah. Um, through our speech, through our actions, mm-hmm. through our testimony, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I guess that's my thoughts on the evidence. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, that idea of seeing Jesus in your life, Josh and I have talked about this a number of times on the podcast, um, talking about trees. You know, if you go out into an orchard, most orchards, unless you know the fruit trees, the only way you know what trees what mm. is the fruit on the tree. Yeah. So if I look and I see an apple on a, on a tree, <laughs> I don't have to be a horticulturalist to know yeah. uh, that's an apple tree. <laughs> uh, so I guess let's let's go a, even a little deeper there kinsey for the person who may feel a, a a little bit of a slap right now or a little bit of poke and mm-hmm. and they may realize hey i've made a confession mm-hmm. like i've said that i believe in jesus i maybe at vbs when i was a kid or something uh but my life really isn't different than before mm. what would you say to that person mm. uh who's in that place that they don't see evidence of jesus in their life what would mm. you say to them um based on my own experience i would say maybe there's some self-deception there mm. um, maybe when I say self-deception, I, I, I think what I mean is you've almost told yourself a lie that maybe you're you're in a better place than what you really are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, the, the more I'm growing in my intimacy with God and really the Holy Spirit, um, man, the lies are just getting called out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for some, this is more of a generic statement, but like, Oh, I'm a Christian. I, I go to church every single Sunday, mm-hmm. but that's it. Like there's nothing else. And I'm all about going to church. I mean, mm-hmm. even as transparent as I was this Sunday and is like just the stress, like I needed our worship service. I needed to be was a part of that mm-hmm. just as much as anybody else. Mm-hmm. But if that's all I have, that's like, and try to make it the other six days of the week Hold before I, yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think that's, and I, I know you guys hit the spiritual disciplines and stuff like that. Um, but I wonder for that person who's not seen that life change, um, I wonder if there's a lie that they're believing um, and they're not being truthful with themselves. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they've, put the fig leaf on and they're trying to hide from the Lord mm-hmm. and they're, and they're telling theirself a lie. And when you tell that lie over and over enough, you begin to actually believe that lie. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering for maybe that potential listener who isn't necessarily seeing that evidence. It's like, maybe there's a confession that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, okay, uh, I've been lying. So I'm real and authentic. Um, at least that's what I've been told. So a lie that I keep telling myself and the confession that I've had is um, because of the state that I'm in currently this particular season and I'm trying to learn how to rest, um, still wrestling with that. Um, one of the things that I do to to deal with all of the different stuff is I just numb myself with busyness. 
Um, it could be busy, busyness of watching YouTube mm-hmm. video after YouTube mm-hmm. video. It could be playing a silly little game on my phone mm-hmm. for like an hour straight. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, I break out of it. And it's like, Lord, I'm sorry that I keep um, numbing myself. Help me to learn how to lean into you more. Mm. Lord, I don't want to keep doing this. Uh, Lord, I, 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 I need to learn how to rest. And that's just me personally. That's with where I'm at in my own walk. Um, yeah, like I'll break out of it. Like it'll be a commercial or whatever. It's like, wait a minute, I've been doing this for like an hour. What am mm-hmm. I doing? Like this is dumb. And it's like, but I tell myself, well, it's okay to, to do this. And there's nothing wrong with the game there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with watching this woodworking it's video it's the why it's the heart mm-hmm. the intent behind that so instead of um numbing myself with this thing why am i not seeking holy spirit in this for healing and restoration or maybe a deeper level of intimacy with him mm-hmm. that's where i'm at right now i mean that's what i think I was, it was I think it was Thomas Aquinas who said that all of our attempts towards fulfilling our desires, our fleshly desires, and even the desires behind our flesh itself are actually deeply rooted in a desire for God. Hmm. We have this, this our inner being as creatures made in his image, like we want to be close to God um, and we want to deal with pain and hurt in yeah. certain ways we know it intrinsically inside like we know that turning to god is actually the right decision yeah but we go another way right and we choose like oh this thing this 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 uh website this drink this thing is going to mm-hmm. deal with with my real longing for god right. you know oh uh, uh, man i think this is a like i got i received this text um who i would say is an elder in the faith um, sent me this text early this morning, 7.20 this morning. Um, I think this totally hits on it. Brandon, I can't imagine what you and Amy felt like uh, with your daughter, but I can only speak through my own experience of raising five boys and going through some really tough times with them. That when we desire more of God in our life, which I absolutely do desire more mm-hmm. uh, of God in my life, he sometimes send us speed bumps instead Mm. that slows us down enough so that we seek him and less of us the opportunities that come disguised as traumas help make us aware of what it takes to have more of god's characteristics we don't just wake up and automatically start acting differently it takes time just like learning to walk the problems and the tough times come along for that very purpose I know that I learn most when I go through the dark nights of the life because it is then that I seek the light most diligently. Mm. Such wisdom here. Mm -hmm. My prayers are with you, and I know that God is and will continue to be your light, bringing you out into the other side of the dark night. Mm -hmm. You will find that more of him has come into your life. Love Mm. you so much. Like... I wonder if sometimes we go through these, like the fact that I'm even aware that I'm numbing myself. It's like, and I don't like, I mean, uh, Romans seven, right? Like Mm -hmm. I do what I I don't want to do and I'm not doing what I want to do. 
and like I that like, that's me in my spiritual walk. Like there are things that I want to do. Like, I mean, this is super nerdy, but I I would love to spend a half a day just studying the scriptures and praying, mm-hmm. um, and then have those opportunities to when I interact with people. It's not even Brandon Kinsey anymore. It's literally just the spirit of God just overflowing mm-hmm. the intake that it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, and this is where the I mean, uh, Josh and I, and I know you too, uh, Kinsey. We really just continue to to harp on the spiritual disciplines. The spiritual disciplines yeah. are the greenhouse where the fruit of the spirit grows. And so, if you're not putting those things into your life, uh, my mom used to say to me when I was a kid, especially in high school, and we've all heard this phrase. I'm sure your mom said it to you too. Garbage in. Oh, sure. Yeah. Garbage Garbage out. out. Yeah. Garbage in, garbage out. So good in, good out, which is exactly what you're saying. What you just read there is is perfect for the last question uh, that kind of came to me. You asked this uh, and it was really a probing question for me. Mm. Very probing because you basically said, are you willing to go through discomfort for the sake of others? Mm. Like, would you go through another week? And the vision, even of what you saw with your daughter mm. and being oh boy. set on the side of the road at 1030 at night, south of Fort Wayne mm. and having a repair on your vehicle. And would you go through it again mm. for the sake of others? Because you brought a message that came out of that crucible, it, this mm. fire you were in, this this good came to the surface for the sake of others. You asked us that question. Yeah, God's been asking me that question in the last month or so uh, about, and and also talking to me about endurance, yeah, and perseverance, perseverance, how it makes us gives us character i'm like oh i prayed oh yeah god i want character in my life i want to be a man of god and god's like okay well the only way you get character Uh is when you go through struggles and trials and perseverance persecution in your life yeah um and and it's i I love mohalan says of spiritual formation spiritual formation is when we are shaped into the image of christ for the sake of others Mm. When we are being formed into the image of Christ, it isn't for us and how we feel and how it yeah. makes, it's for others. Yeah. It is for us to, to be image bearers of Jesus. That's when we know. And that's what happened with this guy. You know, that's oh. what happened in Matthew five. Uh, Matthew, I keep saying Matthew. Yeah. I, I think I knew Mark what five. you, yeah. I knew that you met Mark. They came to <laughs> Jesus and saw the man who'd been demon possessed sitting there dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Yeah. And, and it, look at verse 18 again, as he was getting into the boat, Jesus, the man who had been demon possessed begged him earnestly mm-hmm. that he might remain with him. Jesus did not let him let him, but told him, here's what Jesus said. No, you, you can't be with me right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I got this thing for you, man. Yeah. Go home to your own people and, re- and report to them. Bear witness, be a testimony, be a light to them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So he went out. He, and he was he obedient. Le- Legion, whatever his new, new name is. He went out and began to proclaim in Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And they were all amazed. Yeah. So he, he, do, you, do you think that when he was done, he was able to say, I had this. 5,400, I don't remember the number you said. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. 
I made choices to invite these unclean things into my life mm-hmm. and they were filled, mm-hmm. but it was all for God's purposes. Yeah. It was all for his reason. I, I could say Kinsey for me particularly, you know, I'm, I'm some of the viewers and listeners, you know, my story coming from an extremely legalistic church and, and experiencing spiritual abuse and trauma. Yeah. I'm only now, you know, eight plus years later, able to see God's good hand in it Mm. because now my, my legalism antennas are sharp, bro. Yeah. Like my meter, my legalism meter is like, (laughs) no, my, I smell that. man. I smell it. And I, and I'm like, no, that's not the good love and grace of Jesus. That's earning. That's earning. And, and so I hate, like when I think about what I went through, um, it, it is really hard. Some days I recognize, yeah. I'm like, oh Lord, why did you let this happen? Why did you let our family go through this? But then I see, oh, yeah. I was being spiritually formed also by my own choices. Like I chose to be in that. Yeah. It wasn't just like the Lord, you know, uh, but it was so that I could be a light and a witness just like this legion mm-hmm. uh, to other people who might be stuck in that mess. Yeah, I... It's so raw right now. I mean, here was a, so I have a few different thoughts that are going through my mind, so I'm trying to organize them. I think I would respond yes. It's just really hard to say yes now. Mm -hmm. But I also play back the memory reel, and I think of some of the darkest moments that I've had. Uh, Like when we transitioned out of Wisconsin, that was some of the darkest times Mm. Um, in my life, it was the darkest moments in my marriage. Amy and I were probably on the brink of divorce um, through God's sovereignty and grace. That, um, and I think our mindset that we're committed, but at the same time, I've said this, and I think if Amy was sitting here, she would say the same thing in that season of life. If I would have walked in with divorce papers, she would have signed them. And mm-hmm. I think if she would have walked in with divorce papers, I would have signed them. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if we had to go replay everything that we went through with, with, with Wisconsin, I would absolutely do it again. Mm, I mean, wow. we were part of a, um, some salvations and part of some baptisms. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and to me, that that was worth it people's eternity Mm -hmm. changed forever um and we got to be a part of it now at the same time like god could have used anybody i'm not saying that it was us by any means um yeah i so i really hope that we don't have to go through this again i mean i i think what's been so challenging about this last week and everything that i've shared is um amy and the girls were gone um they left so the thing with my daughter happened on Saturday. Sundays, you get it, like mm-hmm. they're full days. Um, yeah, staff. So, yeah. and and they were getting ready for NTS. Yeah. And then once we talked to our doctor um, and said, I, this thing that you went through, it's actually not uncommon, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Like I would definitely send her off. You got camp. some assurance. Yeah, got mm-hmm. some assurance. So Amy and the girls, they, they were kind of focused on camp. So Amy and I haven't even really had a chance to dialogue about this to unpack it together Mm -hmm. and stuff so i've been kind of solo this last week Mm -hmm. and uh so i've been processing and praying but i'll tell you what one of the things i wrestled with 
this was a prayer. Um, this brought me to tears a few times this last week was, um, Lord, like, do I idolize my family? <laughs> uh, like, it's like, Lord, I don't want to idolize my kids. I love them like crazy, but am I elevating them above you? Mm. And, uh, and do I trust you for them? Do I trust you? Really? I mean, the whole Abraham thing with yeah, Isaac, like, yeah. I hope that I'm never tested like that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the Lord tested me in this particular thing, but mm -hmm. man, that shook me you to bet. the core. And so those are things that I'm wrestling with is, Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to elevate my family above you. I'm mm -hmm. so thankful that you've blessed me with my family and I purposely hang pictures up in my living room and everything else. And I'll be sitting in my chair and it sometimes when I'm in a bad place, I look at all my kids and how my family's expanding and being mm -hmm. a grandpa and all that. And I look and it's like, oh my goodness, Lord, you are so good to me. Praise God. And, and I am thankful for those blessings, but I don't want to allow those blessings to elevate mm -hmm. above God. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, man, I'm shook to the core. This is about as... <laughs> authentic as it gets yeah um so i'm wrestling with all that this this phrase has been popping in my head last probably four or five minutes um you only grow through what you go through mm. you only That'll grow preach. you only go through you only grow through what you go through yeah like you can't talk to people about what it nobody else can talk to people about what happens in a, in a broken ministry situation in Wisconsin that mm. sends you back to your hometown. Sure. Right. I can't talk about that. I don't know about that, yeah. but and you, you grew in a way through that mm. experience. Mm -hmm. And like right now, as everything's really raw about this experience with your daughter, uh, all the other casts that happen, you don't know in, in two years from now, what the Lord, how the Lord's going to use right. this. To, for the sake of others. So I think that's why I say, yes, I'm willing to be disrupted mm -hmm. or disturbed um, with this um, for the sake of others. I think I say yes because of previous experiences. Mm -hmm. I mean, stinking Jesus's half-brother, stupid James, consider it great joy when you, <laughs> Josh when you, brought that. When you have trials. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, James. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. I get to heaven, I want to wrestle with him on that one. But he's so right. Like, yeah. yeah, because that's where the growth is going to happen. The joy is in the result, though. It's actually not the trial. Like, we're not rejoicing mm -hmm. in this, like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm glad I'm being persecuted and suffering. No, yeah, right. I'm actually glad at what I know God is going to do by his word and through the right. Holy Spirit in me right. as I go through this. That's what I'm rejoicing in. Yeah. The result. Yeah, so the result, I've got to experience a little bit of that fruit by the little bit of transparency, by just mm -hmm. some of the people who have messaged me yeah. and came up to me afterwards. Uh, the blessing for me was the Lord used you in this, whatever they shared with me. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, it's like, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be used. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that there's anything more rewarding on this side of heaven than knowing that you've been used by God. Yeah. Um, I, the, it just well like, said. to me, that's a drug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm addicted to the idea mm -hmm. of being used by God. Um, cause it wasn't even like, Oh, Brandon, good message. Like the Lord used you. And then they give me very specific thing, like the healing thing. Mm -hmm. Like this person was broken 
Right. Um, and the Lord used you that I, I need to get over this bat. Like I need to get rid of the basket and I need to start giving evidence or uh, evidence about God and how he's healed me in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, I got to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with me, nothing to do with me. Right. And so to me, that's, that's fruit from what I hope I don't have to go through again. Mm-hmm. But, but I think you will. I, I will. You will. It's hard to say that. You but will. I will. But but all of these things are are trainings in identifying the the goodness pattern of God. Mm. So like as we go through these things, as as time passes, you get older, you start to see. I see this pattern. Like I see the goodness of God here, mm-hmm. here, here, where I once didn't see it. I just would complain and yeah. cry and moan about this, this, and this. Now I can look and I can see, oh, actually, that's the goodness of God. And the rejoicing starts actually right. happening in that trial. Yeah. Um, well, I shared this in the message of, like, I, I'm just completely overwhelmed and I'm laying in that hotel room bed that's really uncomfortable and smells like cigarettes. And it's like, Lord, you kept me safe. You, you mm-hmm. did put a shelter over me. Mm. And I think maybe in our Americanized view of luxuries and nice things, but at the bare necessity, I had a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about being robbed. I, like mm-hmm. none of that. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord absolutely provided for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the goodness of God, like we sing that song. Mm-hmm. I love that song because it's a constant reminder of the goodness of God. Yeah. And I re- all my life you've what, been faithful. Oh my goodness! I start when I'm singing those words. Mm-hmm. I'm replaying these things that are mm-hmm. in my head. The story, and really, then all of a sudden, yeah. this one memory will pop up that I forgot about, mm. and I can't even utter the words anymore. Yeah, because of how good His goodness is, mm-hmm. um, His Hesed, His mm-hmm. faithful, loyal love in our life. Mm. Well, listeners, viewers, uh, let let's uh, let's try to cement that phrase into your mind. You only grow through what you go through. That's good, man. You know, you only go through uh, grow through what you go through. And and I want to leave you the same question that that Kinsey left us with yesterday in the message in Mark five. Uh, I really want you to meditate this week and think on this. Are you willing to go through discomfort mm. for the sake of others? For God's will to be born out in your life for the sake of others? For you to begin to identify a pattern of goodness and faithfulness mm. where you can look and see, oh Lord. That was not fun in the midst of that, but I see Jesus, I see your face, I hear your voice, I I know your goodness, even through that thing, because here's the promise of God. The promise right from Jesus is in this world, you will have troubles. Mm -hmm. He never said that it was pie in the sky. He never said it was a pot of gold. What he did say was he would never leave you or he would never forsake you as he as you go through the troubles he promised. So this week, ask yourself, am I willing to go through some discomfort for the sake of others? Uh, because God wants to use those things in your life uh, mm-hmm. for the sake of others, not only to grow you, but to bless their lives as Kinsey blessed our lives yesterday with that message. Uh, so as always, we want to tell you, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. I only listen to the podcast I subscribe to. Kinsey only listens to the podcast he subscribes subscribes to and the 20 to 30 that I send him each week. <laughs> Thanks for owning that. I appreciate it. <laughs> I send a lot of podcasts to people. But yeah, listen, you know, subscriptions are really important. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave comments. One of the best ways you can help us grow is to share the podcast 
on social media. Push this out. Push the YouTube video out on Facebook. Let your friends and family know what's important to you. A last thing that you could do is the reviews. Uh, I think there's like a heart option you can do in Spotify, but Apple Podcasts, you can actually give a five-star review and talk about why you enjoy the podcast. If you don't, you can email uh, Ryan at the Radiant Light. <laughs> <laughs> That's our lead pastor. Uh, no, but we want to encourage you. Come back next week and uh, we'll have more to talk about then. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.